increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to STRonomics. I almost called it the other podcast. Can't get my shit straight today, Kenny. Um, <laughs> uh, this is part two of I'm losing three grand a month. Now, what do I do? Uh, we know a lot of you are in this boat right now. Bookings have slowed, saturation, whatever. Demands down. Uh, all of those things are in place. We talked a lot about in the last episode, Kenny. A lot about photography, photos, staging but also showcasing amenities, right? And uh, mm -hmm. if you did not catch that episode, I would go back over to strnomics.com, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, we're everywhere. Uh, and you can catch that episode once you're done listening uh, to this one. So uh, why don't you lead in with uh, part part two as we get started? What's the next thing? Yeah, so first off, actually, something I want to just like kind of discuss is that, you know, we're in the middle right now. We're recording this in June. This is probably going to be coming out maybe June, July. And we're in the middle of peak season in a lot of markets. And so a lot of you listening might be like, well, I'm not losing money right now, you know, because it's peak season. But guess what? This fall is going to hit and winter is going to come too. And there's a high chance a lot of you are going to be losing money, especially this year with bookings being down. I'm already seeing that where Last year, the average booking lead time across the country was 73 days. And now for, for like today, I, I literally checked this metric over the weekend. So going for like this time last year, it was 73 day booking lead time. Today, like this year, 2023, it's 37 days. Half, half of what it was from last year. So rates are naturally going to be down. And a lot of you listening, you might be like, well, I'm, more than breaking even, I mean, making money right now, but there's a high potential that you're going to be losing money in this fall and winter. So taking action today <laughs> rather than waiting till you're losing money is more important. So take what we say and, and start applying it today, even during the high times, because that'll save you and actually make you money when, when you need it coming in. Go ahead. I, I agree. I think a lot of people are going to wait till the shoulder season. When there's pain. That's when people take action. Right now, you got to be preparing for shoulder season right now. Yes. Right. This is when you do your your listing shift, your your photo shift. You know, hopefully you have decent occupancy. I mean, I'm already doing that. And I told Kenny before our recording, my my number one property 
I mean, I've got three weeks open uh, at my number one property, and that's going to represent $47,000, Now, at best, I'm probably going to be able to get maybe somewhere between twenty-five to thirty out of that. I'll get it booked, but it's going to be significantly discounted because I've had to lower my pricing. And that is a combination of you can everybody can lower your pricing that'll increase your rankings, but you got to watch your rankings too. The problem is is this property is still in the top three for every occupancy that I'm mm-hmm. interested in. So all I can do is try to compete on price. Every, almost everybody that's coming to search Gulf Shores. You know, for my occupancies, which are really eight through uh, 14 for this property, they're finding it, right? They're just not booking it. And then when I go into my enemy method and I look at the competitors, you know, I'm at, I'm down to, I've never, ever between May 1st through the end of September charged less than $1,000 a night for this property. I'm at $999 starting the, for the last week of June. It's actually like, I think, 1100 for the Saturday, the two Saturday and then the Friday night, but it's like 999 I'm probably going to have to go lower because now I'm within five days of arrival for that first week, right? And I've gone from seven days to three uh, on the weekends and two, the whole three, two, one strategy, right? So it sucks. But that's one of the things I think, not that we're going to talk about pricing the entire time here, but a lot of people can't even think that they can just set this and forget it. I can tell you May of 2020 through probably July of 2022, it was set it and forget it unless you heard me preaching, raise your rates, raise your rates, raise your rates. You know, that's all changed. I'm in Price Labs every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, right? And I'm looking at the market reports. I'm looking at the search volume. I'm using AirDNA and their pacing feature. I'm manual. I'm doing manual. I'm using RankBreeze. I'm using everything I can to try to get ahead of everybody else's pricing. So I don't have to continue to lower and lower pricing. I'm doing buy, sell trade groups. I'm doing my Facebook ads. I'm doing email marketing. I'm doing it all. The interesting thing, Kenny, is I haven't, ta- I haven't really tracked a whole lot of the search volume in a market like Gulf Shores, you know, or the smoke Gatlinburg or anything like that since we've gotten into the peak season. But I remember the last time I really checked, it was in the downtime in February. And that's where this property got crushed. And I haven't been able to make up I got close to making up that delta going into the first week of June, and I'm fine now. I'm literally right now at down probably about 9%. But if Mm -hmm. I miss these three weeks, that's going to cost me almost 50 Gs. That's going to drop me down to almost 30%, right? So then what happens? Holy shit, then I'm going into September and October. I'm already down 30%. I'm probably, I could end up less, more than 30% down. Right. So thank God I've got a good September and October already taking bookings. And that's one of the things that that you kind of touched on previously. I'm even though I'm still trying to get these three weeks booked, I'm already in shoulder season. I'm already marketing for fall break. I'm already marketing for shrimp fest. I'm marketing for Labor Day. I just booked at this property. Thank God, like a seventy eight hundred dollar booking over Thanksgiving. I'm trying to stay ahead of these things and that that marketing curve hoping that some of those people that you talked about that were at 78 days that's now cut in half are looking for those holidays, you know, far enough out in advance. Yeah. I just bought a hot tub for my property in Watkins Glen. So because I know that I've got bookings all the way till the beginning of September and then it just drops off. And I know that looking at my competition, none of them have a hot tub. So it's starting to get cooler, you know, in New York in September, October. So what, get a hot tub, extend the season, looked at the data, makes sense. 
pulled the trigger on it. So we're getting it delivered in two weeks in the middle of peak season, yep. you know, when the hot tub isn't even desirable, but those people have already booked, you know? So be nice. But those people are, are start. they're looking now. They yeah, may not they book, you know, and here's the thing that I think is super interesting. What you said about lead time, right? So I want to talk about, I want to go back to hot tub first, then jump over to lead time because hot tub, what, what did the hot tub cost you? 10, 12 grand? Yeah. 12. Yeah. 12 any and that's going to cost you another grand for the electrician to come and hook everything up or whatever it is or put it in yep. the box you know it's 13 g's by the time that you're done that's almost not optional anymore right yeah. it's like totally it's required it's not optional but going back to the previous episode you might only get five or six thousand dollars of value in hot tub if you don't get great photos and market it appropriately Right. So that's the thing that I think is really important, you know, and when Kenny's looking at the data, you know, he's looking at data for other hosts. It's not all the super hosts. And I'm not saying the Airbnb term is super host. I'm a super, super host. Kenny's a super, super host. So he's going to get great photos. He's going to get those stage photos and you're going to use those for marketing outside of your listing, I would imagine as well. That's the deal here, right? That's where we tie into the marketing, how your amenities uh, can tie in. I mentioned this on the previous episode. I've never had a barrel sauna before. I have no idea how much a barrel sauna will impact any of my properties, but I, I bought a fucking barrel sauna for my Montana property because of the marketing that it's going to present. There's no question when people get done skiing in the winter, they're going to want to get in that barrel sauna. It's right next to the hot tub. But now I can get these, you mentioned drone, drone shots that mm -hmm. can like be down 20 feet above behind it and showcase, oh, here's the barrel sauna. Here's the hot tub. There's the river. There's the lake. There's the Canadian. And showcase the view and get exceptional marketing material, right? And that's the thing that I think a lot of people are missing is that marketing material, which many times is completely different than what you would use in your listing, right? That's what I think becomes really, really important. You think about how do you stitch a story together? Let me say that one more time. How do you stitch a story together? Every one of our properties should have a story and we should be able to stitch that together in five to six images. If you can stitch that together in five, six, seven images or less, now you can turn you can turn that into a video on Canva. You can have Facebook to, and Facebook will turn those images into a video, a slideshow for you to run an ad. You can put those into Instagram into a reel organically or not on a reel, but on a post in Instagram and have them scroll through. You can turn them into a, an Instagram or a TikTok reel, right? So how do you stitch that story together? Now, Kenny kind of has, Hey, you know, summer's been awesome. NASCAR's coming in August to Watkins Glen, but let's start thinking about fall and apple picking and autumn and the colors. And by the way, when you're done doing all that shit, come and relax in the brand new hot tub. Right. And then he can stitch these stories together because that's all we're really doing. Those of you that are writing copy and showing photos of here's our family room, here's bedroom one, here's bedroom two, here's a hot tub, here's a cornhole game. You're not stitching the story together. You've got to use images and copy and social to be able to stitch those stories together. That's the big thing that I see that people are missing. Yeah. And you need to make sure you're showcasing the experience of the property rather than like the bedrooms or the kitchen, you know, like things like that, like, sure, that's important, but that shouldn't be up front and center, you know, how, what's going to differentiate you from everybody else. So, um, I think most people's going to buy a hot tub like you, Kenny, and they're going to write on their description underneath seats, sits, 
uh, seats up to four people or a four person hot tub on the back deck. Yeah. Right. Well, you know where you're going to put yours, right? Oh, it's going to be plastered all over. <laughs> Let's take so. <laughs> what's, what's your description? What's your description under the first image of the hot tub going to be? Uh, it put me on the spot here. I okay. I'm not a coffee person. I'm like, let me pull up Chat GPT real quick. You do right. it, but it will probably be something along the lines of like, you know, kick back and enjoy the lake views because it has lake views, you know. And we're gonna have. We already, my wife and I've been like talking about this. after a long day of hiking yeah, and apple hiking picking up or, in New York and know, going to the NASCAR race. You come back with your, you, you're drunk from your the line, place. like sit not. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna relax, enjoy a nice, you know, glass of Cabernet as you gaze over the majestic lake. Right. That's what we're yeah. talking about with telling the story of that amenity and how it's gonna impact somebody and make them feel. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, that that sounds really good. I'm just typing that out now. <laughs> but not everybody can add a hot tub, Kenny. So no. what do they do? But if they can't add a hot tub, um, or other amenities i think yeah so i mean there's obviously other things besides hot tubs that move the needle but um and if let's let's move away from like photos and stuff obviously there's there's pricing um one thing too is focusing on getting more reviews we've talked about that in the past so get your guests to leave your reviews go at it seed the request ask the guests for reviews five star review on top of that too get people at like Get people to leave your reviews, the guests that you do stay. And then finally, something too that, you know, might have talked about this before. Hang on, let's say on reviews real quick, okay? okay? Hold your thought real quick. Because one thing that I think is really important is that you communicate with the guest and ask them for the review before they check out. So I have this in my checkout message that goes out at 8 a.m. Uh, the day before checkout. And I'm referencing, it would mean the world to me and my family. Everybody write this down. It would mean the world to me and my family if you could give our family beach house, our family lake house, our family Montana house a five-star review because it would help our small our small family business or something like that, right? But if you if you let them know that it would mean the world to you and then you leverage in your family, they're like, holy shit, how can I give these these people? It's their small family business. How can I give them a bad review, right? Or when they were thinking about four stars because they thought that was good, that they give you that extra fifth star, right? So there's this thing. And then the other thing that I do in the copy is I let them know that I'm gonna give, I thank them for being a great guest. I used to tell them I would give them a five-star review, but then I had a couple of shitty guests and I didn't give them, so I don't wanna lie to them. So I let them know how grateful we are that they were such a great guest and they took great care of our property. Now, some of you you know, cynical people that are out there and say, well, what happens if they trash my property? It doesn't matter. Well, don't you know, send but the don't, review. Don't send the message. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but I don't even know that yet, Kenny, because this is pre-checkout, right? Sure. But then follow up with that same sentiment again after they've checked out. So you should be sending a review message. If they already haven't left you a, a five-star review by 4 p.m., 5 p.m., the day of checkout, you need to follow up with them in the messenger via text, email, whatever that is, and let them know that if they've been a great guest and you've given them a five-star review, let them know. It's really so like if, if my cleaners get in, so one of the one of the parts is the, the operational process ties into the marketing piece and the review piece, Kenny. My cleaners, the first thing they're required in every fucking market is they put in a load of laundry first if there's nothing in the washer because we know how long that takes, especially with larger properties like I have. But then they do their 15-minute QC walk. And they look at everything just to assess if there's any damage. I'm not talking about 
the channels on the right, you know, TVs on the right channel or flipping every light switch, but just making sure there's no damage, no, no freaking hair dye on the wall, nothing broken, that type of stuff. So that way I know before they're done so I can communicate with that guest that afternoon, right? So if everything, if they say, hey, everything's good and I have them rate on a scale of one to 10, what's the status of the house? If they give me an eight or above, I'm immediately sending uh, the guests and saying, hey, my cleaners have already looked at the property. Thank you so much for taking such great care of it. As soon as I can today, I'm going to leave you a five-star review. I really appreciate you as a great guest. And then I say, you have no idea how hard it is in our family business when people trash our house. Thank you so much. And I leave a heart emoji every single time. What do you think that does? That makes them feel really good and they already know. So what happens? Reciprocity. Reciprocity is critical. So positioning of how we say things, this is the marketing piece. This is taking that ops piece and leveraging that on timing when your cleaners get in and do their QC. Most of us have cleaners do QC at the end. I have a separate person come in and do that QC after they're gone. This is really important from that whole review standpoint. I did not do this until about six weeks ago when Kenny came in and we started talking about an average review is worth about 200 bucks, right? When, when I see an average review that's worth about 200 bucks, I immediately change my operational procedure in the SOP with every cleaning crew and every single market. And I have gotten one four-star review. That's the one where it's all five stars and then, you know, they give you that one four-star review on value. And it's because it was an old lady at my lake house. It, I could not explain to her in 58 messages, dynamic pricing and why she was paying more on a Saturday and Sunday than on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And I got a four-star review on value. Wow. But that communication, that sentiment, you know, becomes really, really important. It's all about that positioning, all about the marketing side of it. Yeah. One thing too that I just, I started, I kind of realized this year is you need to audit your expenses and you need to identify if you can cut some of your costs. So for example, there's more and more, you know, we talked about this before and we don't need to spend a lot of time on it. There's more and more insurance carriers out there. There's different types of pest control companies, trash companies. I actually had a guy come up to me and he, he sent me a, a you know door flag hanger or whatever and said, hey, I'm a new you know, trash company and, I, and I'm in your neighborhood. I'm trying to pick up new business. I'm offering it this rate, which is like 10 bucks cheaper than the other service per month. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if it's the same service and everything, yeah, why not? And sure enough, same, you know, boom, like nothing changed except the color of the can. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, and I saved 10 bucks in, a, in an economy where everything's kind of like tightening and there's opportunity. There's a ton of new businesses coming in. There's a ton of new companies who are hungry. They want to get their name for themselves and they will cut and slash costs, you know, and it, and, and ultimately a lot of these things, it's a zero sum game, meaning companies will compete on price to see who has the lowest to try to get the business. And so as consumers, we can take advantage of that and shop around. So do that once a year, check internet providers. That's another big one too. You know, I just had got an email. Hey, we're offering Fios in your neighborhood. I'm not loyal to the guys I'm with now. They suck. I hate the internet here, but I didn't have a choice. Now I do, and I'm probably going to switch, and it's 25 bucks cheaper a month. Even if you're not going to switch, just call Comcast or Time Warner or yeah, Mediacom or whatever, you, and tell them that you're going you're gonna to cancel the service. Right. And every yeah. if you do that like once a year, they will renew you. Most of the time, they will renew you onto a promotional package. Yeah. So 
there's ways to cut costs and actually like boost your revenue because of that. So don't just think, and, and really what we're going here in these two episodes, we've spent, you know, 20 minutes each on, you can't set it and forget it. If you're losing money, it's, you've got to do something, you've got to move. And so we just provided you options or, you know, tools in your arsenal that you can leverage to, you know, cover that, that cost that you're, you're paying out. So. So over these last two episodes, there's no question that we talked about photos are really going to be the first spot. You can't just have good photos. You need to be like super photos right. up at the top. You need to have great staging. You need to have great photos. You need to look at adding amenities. that will move the needle. Kenny talked about, I don't remember if it was last episode or this episode, adding a hot tub to his Watkins Glen property. The interesting thing about that, he's spending 13 G's, you know, to add the hot tub. 13 G's... That's like almost 4% of what you paid for that property. That's crazy. 4% of what you, I did some quick math in my head. I'm not real smart. 4%. But what's interesting, what do you think that'll do to your revenue, Kenny? 10 grand? I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, it's about 4%. You're right. I'm thinking it's going to be, uh, I will probably make about $20,000 more. I'll get that money back in a year. 20 grand more. You'll get it back in six fucking months. You'll have it back before the end of the winter and the end of February. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. (laughs) So, I mean, those are the things, but it's not just buying the hot tub. It's about getting new photos of it. It's about marketing it. It's about stitching the story. I just want everybody to, to understand that from a marketing perspective, stitch the story together. You don't have to have great video like I do because I have Chris that works for me or anything like that. Take like six or seven images and stitch that story together. It's the same thing when you're doing listing optimization from a conversion standpoint. You take those first five, six, seven images, stitch the story from image number one all the way through your entire listing. Awesome. Good stuff. I like these two episodes, Kenny. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed them. Most importantly, thank you for joining Kenny and I on this episode of STRnomics. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, please take like 10 seconds and leave us a review. It would mean the world. Uh, to us. Have a great day, everybody, and happy hosting. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.